And hello, everybody. Welcome to the Overtime Podcast. Along with Matt Harrington and Brandon Spratt, we are coming to you from the Meta Sports League studios. And also, this show is presented by Jack Links. Steak strips so thick and tender, they deserve their own slow jam. Sniper's Edge, the Prospect Exchange, TPE. Evaluate, share in advance. And, of course, SLP Nutrition. We have a great show here today, guys. We mm-hmm. will be talking to Greg Zanin from the Stillwater Ponies via the Minnesota Wild. And, of course... The uh, New Prague... UNO uh, oh, Mavericks! Nebraska, yes, Nebraska Omaha. You, you got to warn me next time, Wags. On, no, that's part of you got to be on the game. <laughs> you, 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 you know what? I just called an audible at the line. You did. And you, and you, I wasn't you never ready. know when you your numbers get you, know you had no idea. Yeah. Uh, we are going to hear from the New, pa- New Prague Trojans head coach, Brad Drazen. Looking forward to talking with him. Great guy. They're going to be on the MNHockey.tv network. We'll be on the call there from a great spot up in that press box. Mm. I love it. It's, been, it's a really fun place to call games. Section 1. 1A finalist last year, champion. The big win for them was in the semifinals in overtime against Northfield. We're going to talk about that one as they sent the Raiders packing. Uh, they like where their team's at this year, so we're going to have some fun with that. And then we're going to hear about uh, Dean Evison's going to pay a visit. He's going to talk studio. about more post-game. <laughs> yeah, I know, exactly. We'll hear words from him post-game. Yes. Uh, uh, just uh, bum out. We'll talk about the Loons and uh, their tough loss in Dallas, ML- MLB playoffs, and how awful Bob Costas is. Uh, <laughs> Timberwolves have their opener. We're going to hear from Tommy Powers from what? I didn't know Bob Costas made the agenda. Empowers about performance, and then of course Chris Peterson of OS Hockey. We're going to talk about the NIT. Without further ado, let's bring him in, ladies and gentlemen, Greg Zanin from the Stillwater Ponies. He is getting ready for an upcoming season with a team that uh, I think is—I don't want to say flying under the radar, but I think they're going to have a really good year. Greg, thanks for joining us here today. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. So let's talk about that squad of yours. I, I think uh, you've got a year of maturation under your belt, and I think it's going to be a really nice-looking season for you guys this year. What did you see from the summer that you like the most about this team? Uh, you know, our work ethic, I think, is there. Um, I think guys are um, not happy with the way, you know, last season and even the year before ended for us. Uh, you know, in the, in the semifinals of the sections and uh, guys wanted to see us, you know, move on further from that. So I think guys are putting in the time and putting in all the work that they need to do, whether it be in the gym or, um, you know, skating, skating with each other, skating in, in other groups. Uh, we have, you know, a couple guys playing in elite league and some other guys playing uh, H, some HP stuff. And, um, you know, guys, I think are getting it, getting things done that they need to get done to be prepared for this season. You know, Billy Guerin was at the coaches meeting talking. He was asked the question what do you see that players are missing the most right now as they go into uh, the next levels and what you're looking at he said hey look you guys are doing a great job great skaters great hands good skill it's obviously hockey IQ hockey sense Uh, I know for you that's something that you uh, work on as far as uh, how your team plays have you seen an incremental growth in that at all over the past couple of years with your club I definitely, you know, seen it. It's starting to come, you know, full circle a little bit here where guys are starting to really understand. I know, I mean, the COVID year was a tough year and, uh, you know, we were having to have two teams. We weren't, 
allowed to do a lot of things together, which is kind of my uh, process that I, I like to take care of is having guys, you know, learn together, whether JV or varsity, just on a, a bigger scale so you can push each other. But uh, I think guys are starting to get the idea of what we're trying to get trying to get done in the games, whether it be our D zone coverage, how we want to forecheck. Um, you know, we, we give them the liberties on the, on the offensive entries to, to do what they do best and, you know, try to score off the rush. But, uh, our, our systems are coming along finally. And, uh, you know, that's going to be a big part of how we play and being disciplined in our system and being disciplined in the game so we can get all the opportunities we can. And it's huge. And it, I, I'm starting to see it, especially with, the incoming kids, uh, kids coming up from our Bantam squad last year who I, I finished third in the state. And, um, you know, they're going to be a re- real great addition to, to guys that we have returning. So it, it's, we're very excited. It seems like it's been forever since I seen them since July 31st was our last day of contact. And, uh, it's been a long while and I can't wait for this to, to start. Well, your energy is so great with this group, and they know it, and we know it when we come to the games. It's just it feels really good at the St. Croix Valley Rec Center, and um, once they're going, it's it's so fun to watch. My question here is, do you dip back into the youth program? I mean, I know some high school coaches are too busy; they don't have the time or whatever it may be. But do you find the uh, time to work with the youth, or do you kind of let it be and let them kind of ride it out? Um. I, I kind of let them ride it out as far as like trying to get to practices and stuff like that. I do help out with, uh, with the tryout processes, just as far, just as basis of like just running tryouts, just so there's somebody there with the whistle, putting them through the drills, you know, letting the coaches be able to sit up in the stands and watch the kids versus trying to get out on the rink. So early on, we're kind of involved as far as, you know, being, having our hands on. I run a lot of camps throughout the summer for the youth, uh, fall camps to get them prepared for trials. So I see a lot of the kids just maybe not directly through Saha. Um, but as far as our players, we try to get our players out, especially during the season to as many, you know, might and score practices as we can that, you know, obviously that time allows us where, where guys have some free time that they can get out there. So we are involved in the community where the, where the kids see the players, especially, um, they probably see me enough throughout summer camps and fall camps. I'm, I'm actually got my last day of my might camp this Thursday. So the little guys are getting ready to, to join yeah. all their teams. And it's been a lot of fun seeing, you know, some kids that, you know, come out and can't skate when they get there. And by the end of the, uh, the end of the uh, four week camp, you know, they're, they're cruising up and down the rink. So it's kind of nice to see, you know, kids being able to do that. So, I mean, we have our hands in it, just maybe not directly through Saha, but trying to, to contribute as much as we can. You mentioned the word tryouts, and you know I know you've obviously played at the highest of levels for a long time. Uh, Matt Harrington, who's on board with us here, his dad Greg was the play-by-play voice of the Mavericks of UNO. He had uh, called you the uh, best defenseman uh, ever at UNO. So you've tried out a few times, and you've been automatic, right? Uh, but then there's probably been times in your youth where it's like maybe not. You know, what would be the one word of advice that you would give to a player? Just say, you know what, when you go into a tryout process this is really what we're looking for and this is what you got to worry about or not worry about all right you know going i guess the biggest thing i tell kids especially you know going into a tryout maybe that i'm not even running but a tryout that they're going into is just leave it all out there 
you know, to, you make mistakes, you make mistakes. It, mistakes are made. Uh, we, we learn from mistakes. That's how we get better in hockey. That's how we get better in life. So don't be afraid to make a mistake. It's just always how you react. If you react and you throw your hands up in the air and you're, you know, you look down, a coach is going to see that right away. If you make a mistake and you go try to, to, to make a better play after, or, you know, especially at the older levels, you go and you make up. Uh, for that mistake by you know having a good hit and getting the puck back and making a better play I mean those are all things that you can tell kids that'll help them through the process of just go and just leave it out on the rink don't hold anything back coaches can tell when you're holding things back and it's something that I don't like to see as a kid hold anything back put it all out there if you make mistakes you make mistakes and then if you don't make a team it's really not the end of the world. You know, you, you go and you play at the level that you're at and, you know, B1, whether it's B2, and you, you improve from that year and then you come back next year and you use the fact that you didn't make that team as fuel to, to just get your fire going for the next season and get your training into par through the summer and that way you're ready to go the next year. And that's uh, great sage advice for sure. And now we're just going to quickly downshift on this segment, of course, to your former team that you were with, the Minnesota Wild, and the, you know, off to three straight losses at home, looking defensively disheveled from what I can tell. Offensively, not bad. I mean, they're putting the puck in the net. How hard is it at that level or any level when, when you're expected to be really good internally? Forget about the external stuff. Uh, how hard is it to get the negative out and stay positive? Uh, it, it can it can be difficult, especially when you play, you know, day in and day out. There's not many days in between to, you know, actually fine-tune something. You know, you end up fine-tuning things in pregame skates, which nobody really likes to do because that's more of like a, a feel-good skate, get yourself ready for the game. But, I mean, they're, they're such a good team. I I mean, honestly, from the, the piece, bits and pieces I've seen, I haven't seen all the games because I'm usually on the ice when they're playing. But, um, you know, it's... It's more of a confidence thing. I think they came in thinking it was going to be easy because they, they, they had such a good season last year. I mean, you got new pieces to the puzzle that you're probably still figuring out at this time. Um, it's it, it's only just going to take some time, and they'll be fine. I mean, like you say, their offensive side of the puck is um, they're fine on that side. If you're scoring, I think they're averaging, what, four goals a game yep. in the three games, four. It's just a matter of everybody buying into helping the goaltenders out. I mean, I know – I've seen a couple goals maybe you know, you know you put on the goalies but also there's a lot of side to side action where you know that's a that's a defensive zone problem that you know they need to take care of and and they will it, it, it's just like I said new guys and figuring each other out and you know they got great goaltending flurry will, will rebound from this he's always been able to to you know maybe come back from a bad or a couple bad games and 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 stand on his head so it's just a little bit of time it sucks because they play so many games and I think the team they've played too haven't been a cakewalk for your first no. three games of the year either I mean no. you play the Rangers where I think they came in a little people were underestimating them and they're high flying and they're scoring tons of goals and then you got to play the avalanche and you know how they are and they're even missing guys and they're they're still able to high fly so I think you know schedule and maybe getting into a lesser degree of uh, difficult teams and their schedule will help you know make that rebound and get that comfortable feeling back well it's really
really interesting because you almost had the feeling I saw enough of the preseason games where it was almost like a glorified no check for and for. I know some guys are fighting for jobs, you know, but let's by and large in today's game there's just not a lot of openings with salary cap and how it all goes, especially with this team. But they're playing against a lot of teams where they had a lot of ice and they were just transitioning so quick out of their zone where it kind of came down to what you said earlier, or at least it felt like. It's not that they forgot about it. It's just I think they got lulled into, uh, uh, boy, this is quick, get it, go. And those teams, the New York Rangers were in the conference finals last year. They're not giving you any space. But you were right. The side-to-side stuff is like, whoa. You don't see that like that that often. So um, those are just a couple of my just dovetail, probably repeating exactly what you said. But anyway, uh, question to you on the high school level. When, when your team isn't going well like this, let's say, I mean, what's your – you can't really, like, tattoo them, right? I mean, how do you go about it? I suppose each situation's different. I think each situation is different. I, you find you, – you try to find what the problem is, you know, like, I don't know, if it's a, an attitude problem, if it's a belief problem, if it's not buying into the system, you know, there's certain things where uh, – you get at them a different way, you know, maybe you're a little bit harder on them. Pucks don't come out as quickly in practice and you do a lot more skating to get them to, to find, I think it's trying to find the common problem, you know, and if, if things aren't going well, sometimes you'd make them try to hate the coach. So they're all buying into something, right? Well, we hate that guy. So let's go out there and work together. You know, it's, there's certain things and you try to figure that those things out. And I mean, sometimes it's, they're having a bad day at school or tests are coming yeah. up and, you know, they're a little bit stressed there and you, you gotta, I try to just communicate with them mostly is like, okay, what's going on? Why are, why are we in a lull here? What do we need to do? And try to get their opinion on what they, they're playing the game. You know, I can get, I want them to play a game a certain way. They're not always going to do it, but why aren't they doing it? So let's figure it out. If we need to change something, you know, here and there to make them more comfortable, it's trying to get them comfortable in the, in the way to play. I mean, we had a, a stint, not last year, but the year before that, you know, we were on a slide and was trying to figure out guys weren't scoring goals and why weren't they scoring goals? And you, you try to figure it out and then you turn it around. So with the high school season, it's kind of nice that, you know, those, those regular season games, those conference games, and they all mean something, but you're, you're always going to get to that spot where as long as you're playing your best hockey in those last few weeks, you can still get there and you can be that team, you know, that, that surprises everybody. And, but you got to get that team working all together. And obviously you don't want to take all, all year to do it, but sometimes that's, that's the route. And, you know, you just, you go every day and you work hard and you try to figure things out. That's the old don't watch the water boil, it'll boil, right? It's just it's yeah. going gonna to happen for sure. Greg, thanks for joining us here today. Uh, really insightful, fun, good stuff. I can't wait to be on the calls. I know Brandon, who's in here, and I uh, tend to kind of elbow each other for your games because <laughs> we like going out there and doing them. It's the best drink. In, I think it's the best drink in business. I love it so much. So uh, we'll, well see we a, got lot a of good, you. We got a good tough schedule this year, and we got actually more it's 13 killer. home games versus five. Like I know, it's so bad. You guys should be out there quite a bit this year. Yeah, we'll be, we'll be blazing a trail for sure. So, all right, well, you and I will be in touch soon and uh, looking forward to getting those cameras in the ceiling for you too. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys, for having me. Thanks, Greg. Greg Zanin of the right. Stillwater Ponies. We'll be back with more right after this. Man needs meat. 
Young'uns especially need meat, but you can't send nippers to school with a T-bone in their pocket. So arm them with Jack Link's Beef Sticks. It's a tasty protein treat that says, grow, you good thing. Plus, it's gluten and MSG free, which should please just about every mom, except the vegetarians. So if you're fed up with seeing mice bites out of their packed lunch, get the beef stick out. Jack Links, feed your wild side. We welcome you back to the Meta Sports League studios here at the Overtime Podcast. And joining us tonight, today, this afternoon, whenever you're listening to this podcast, is the new Prague Trojans head coach, Brad Drazen. Brad, uh, a state tournament entrant last year, getting ready for this year. First of all, how are things going for you, and how, uh, how stoked are you to get underway for the season this year? Yeah, thanks, guys, for having me on. I uh, really appreciate it. Love the chance to be able to talk about our guys and all the great things that they're doing. And, yeah, we're getting ramped up here, ready to go. It's almost, you know, once once we start getting into October, Halloween season, that means it's uh, high school hockey time. We can't wait. 24 degrees this morning at about 7.30. It's really hockey time. Let's go. I mean, I, I don't – and you know what? That's hockey rubes. Nobody's complaining. Let's go, right? <laughs> Let's go. That, that's 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 what we're looking for. The cold weather. That, that means, like you said, it's hockey season. It's time to get going. Let's talk a little bit about your team from last year as how it transitions into this year. I mentioned to the guys in the open about how your team uh, had a big win in overtime against Northfield. They were the one C. I believe you were the four. Uh, you get through that and you go on and win in the uh, section final against Albert Lee. Uh, you know, obviously, everybody's goal as a team is to get to the state tournament. You must have had a tough hill to climb, though, after that win against Northfield to keep them focused on the prize. What was the message there? The message was, hey, we did what we needed to do against Northfield, and we need to stick with that game plan. We need to stick within what worked for us and not try and do too much in a big moment. Uh, for a lot of our guys, almost all of our guys, that was the first time they had been in a you know a semifinal, final-type situation. We you know, coming from you know class two A. Um, we didn't. We were a lot of you know first round and out type of team. But I give credit to our guys and our leadership that they they stuck to the plan. They stayed focused. They knew what they needed to do, and they got the job done. And then, as that translates to this year, how do you feed off of that experience to not then walk into this year? I mean, there's a level where you say you expect it, but you don't skip steps. Right, right. You know, this will be this will be interesting. This is the first time that this group and really New Prague hockey for a while has been, you know, the hunted, so to speak, where we're the you know the, the section champion coming in. But I'll give credit to our guys. They've been uh, our senior leaders have been phenomenal. They've organized early morning lifts. They're organizing uh, skates together. They're they're doing what they need to do to get back to the state tournament, and that uh, that tells me they're in the right mindset. They know we're just not going to be able to show up. How about returners? Uh, you lost some seniors last year. You didn't get absolutely inundated like some teams, but you lost a number of seniors. Are you going to be able to fill those holes with what you have? You had a lot of younger players too as well, but where do you fit in that part of the equation? Yeah, that's it's you know we're losing or uh, we lost our goalie Carter Puente who has been just a staple for us for four years. So that's a big you know big hole to fill, but we've got. Uh, lots of guys ready to step up. Um, a couple of, you know, forward, our captain, Will Anderson, Charlie Turnberg, 
and then uh, we lost three D too. So it's it's going to be a challenge. But like I said, the guys they're they're doing it the right way. They're working hard. We've got John Schmidt in his fourth year at the high school level coming back, ready to go. Willie Seymour dialed in. I mean, he, the, that kid he's a starting quarterback playing both ways on the football team, um, and uh, it'll play forward and deep for us too. He's just one of those special types of athletes. That's really incredible. So then let's take a look. I mean, that is a throwback. That's like somebody you'd see in the 50s or 60s, right? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I mean, he, hopefully he's not, like, too exhausted when he gets to you. <laughs> I hope not. I, I always I was kind of joke with the football staff, like, hey, let's do less Slow rollouts here. We're, we're fine with some fullback dives. But, no, he, he, he's just got a motor. He's an ultra competitor. Well, you got a friendly that's involved with that football staff, too, so you got to work your influence, right? <laughs> Yeah, I try. I try. That's great. Well, let's go to the state tournament for a second. You know, you obviously, you know, you you draw the card known as the Hermantown Hawks. They jump out to that quick four to nothing lead. Then you strike to make it four to one. It's a three goal deficit, and uh, you know, you guys hung around. I think in the early going, it was like, oh boy, I think they scored three goals in the first three minutes, but. How proud of you to stem the tide? I mean, because Hermantown's not going to stop. No, and they—I mean—that is as good of a team as we've seen. And we've, you know, with our conference, we get to see Chaska and previously Eden Prairie and all that. It—it it was. I was so proud of our guys to not to not give up or to not throw in the towel. They—I think a little bit was the big the big scene, the big lights. I think we kind of got caught up into that, and, and I can't really blame them either. I mean, you're playing Hermantown and um, at the state tournament, and so for us to to get back to our game to not uh, you know to not give up to get back to what we wanted to do that that was that was just a true testament to the type of kids that we have you know Brad what's really interesting to the bright lights and to the whole tourney thing which is so interesting you know every kid goes to it some way somehow whether they're sitting in 216 or whatever it is they're doing you know I mean they, they all know the vibe and what it's about and you also know, you know, the helmets are stacked up on the on the uh, bench there, on the top of the bench. And, you know, you come out, you go for your skate, you work your salad, you do the hair, you know, John King's looking at you, you know, you know, all of that. Right. And so there's a tempo to it that's sort of expected. It's almost like you've watched the movie growing up and now you're in the movie. And there's this like fine line between being um stuck where am I actually a player here or am I observing this mm-hmm. and I think you really have to do that the first time so many teams that haven't been there in a long time or for their first time ever it's really difficult to be able to fully grasp the show part of it did you learn stuff from that as a coach uh, so if you get there next year you can say okay here's some couple key components here we got to lock in on you know, I think a couple of things jump to mind. One, as a staff, we encourage them, so our players, take this in. Holy smokes, we've, it's a long season. Like you said, the state tournament is the, you know, the it is it's the tourney, and we encourage our guys soak it in, take it in. And that first moment when you get to your locker room and then you walk out and you see the XL, it's just. You just you can't replicate that feeling. It's just a, such a special thing, and I'm so happy that our kids got to do that. The also the, the timeline is kind of sped up from what we're used to, and so I think that's something. If you know if we're fortunate enough to get back, that's something that we would adjust on a little bit because 
there's a lot happening and there's, you know, there's TV stuff and all that stuff that needs to get taken care of where on a normal game, it's we're on our timeline where in the state tournament, it's, it's a hundred percent on theirs, but that all leads and adds to the experience that it just, you, you just, you, you kind of, becomes a feeling that you chase more and more now when it comes to the tourney now we're kind of on this topic it's 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 fun to talk to a coach who was just there Mm -hmm. i i always feel as though every year we leave and i look at matt harrington who covers a lot of that stuff with me and i always say buddy that might have been just the best tourney we've ever had and i'm not just saying it because it was am i wrong matt no you're not wrong it's crazy isn't it so it's the question to you is, do you think it just keeps getting better? I, th- I think it does because it's, it's high school sports. You, know, you, you just got to love it, you know, to see the, the student sections and the bands and the whole community turnout. I mean, we got to, we had a great turnout from our community. And then to see Hermantown drive how many hours down and they have their band. It's just, you just, it's almost like the college pro sport conversation, right? Just the passion that people bring to it and the, the student sections. You just can't, uh, you can't duplicate that, I don't think. Well, we do uh, work with some other spots around the country, and you see the kids come in for showcases and do the things they do, and you say, whoa, even our regular season games, you just say, right, you guys? Mm-hmm. And you, both you two have been on the mic. Yeah. Like I, I, I don't think people fully understand even what the regular season does here. And our regular season is as big as or better than any other states at this age as high school games. It's not close. Totally agree, and I I think it's been a topic of conversation, certainly with, you know, we had the the people from the Hockeyland documentary on earlier this year. They were phenomenal. That documentary is getting more and more attention, and I think it's really been a big sort of boon to the the Minnesota community model that that this really is, it gets the the community behind it. it. It gets, you know, the community invested, and we see that every year. The state tournament is the fruits of that. Let's talk about your community, Brad. Where are you guys at? Where are they at with you? They they are just behind us a hundred percent. I mean, we have a just a fantastic student section. We're looking at we have to bring in some portable bleachers this year to accommodate people that that are turning out. It's just a save me a seat in the press box, thing. will you? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's true. It's just the seat, like, you know, and I just, I love to see our youth kids show up in jerseys and they get all fired up and they'll, you know, come pound on the glass or come, you know, give the guys knucks on the way out. Like that to me is what it's about it's that bigger picture the the impact that we can make and so that that's been that's been really cool being from actually uh three or uh four by five coaches are our new Prague alumni wow and um and so to have that kind of connection has just been awesome fully giving back to the program that's amazing let's talk about the schedule itself for you guys uh you, you start largely on the road i mean you got two out of what looks like your first uh, one two three four five six seven games are on the road uh and you've got some really uh tough competition down the rung and down the ladder you got a couple double a teams obviously conference opponents in east ridge and chan has and you got benilde and st louis park uh, i suppose the uh the fans have fe- friday february 17th circle that's the red knights and uh, uh the trojans yeah, it just you know the Metro West is just a great conference to be in. The comp- you have to show up every game. 
You have to, and I'll, I think that you know, I think that prepared us for our section run that we were able to make. That we had to be prepared every game, or it could get ugly for us. And so, I give that uh, that was a huge thing for us. Uh, very huge. A final question for you before we uh, let you bounce here: What uh, would you say your perspective is on this team as you left them from the summer, moving here into tryouts? Are you expecting to see anything a little bit different along the way with the way the kids have been working? You know, I I, I am. I think uh, I think our guys are hungry, which has been good. You know, to have the success like we did last year in the section tournament, we also didn't win very many games in the regular season. So just to see how our guys were going to balance that, um, and they've come out hungry, they've come out motivated, and I just I'm so excited for uh, November 14th here to get going. I think there's a, there's some spots like we talked about earlier. There's some spots to fill, and guys are really doing what they can on and off the ice to uh to make a play for those spots so it's going to be uh makes our job a little bit tougher right but that's okay that's okay um so we're really excited awesome we are too everybody be on notice the trojans have been outed and uh, brad drazen <laughs> a big part of that hey thanks for joining us here we'll be in touch with you throughout the season uh you're a great interview a good man and uh, wish you the best of luck here at the start of the year and uh, i'll be down there pretty quickly seeing you i think one of us is going to be on the call for your game at all seasons with west so we're looking oh, that'll forward to be great uh, nate olson's a buddy of mine he's like let's get the announcers let's go so uh we're looking forward to it so uh, one of us will be tripping over you for a pregame interview looking forward to it That'll be great. Anytime, anytime. I appreciate me uh, letting me get on here and promote our guys and the good things that they're up to. Awesome. Thank you, sir. We'll be in touch real soon. All right. Thank you. All right. Take care. That's Brad Drazen, the new Prague Trojans. I'm Pete Wagner, along with Brandon Spratt and Matt Harrington from the Metasports League Studios. More continues right after this. Man needs meat. Youngins especially need meat. But you can't send nippers to school with a T-bone in their pocket. So arm them with Jack Link's Beef Sticks. It's a tasty protein treat that says, Grow, you good thing. Plus, it's gluten and MSG free, which should please just about every mom, except the vegetarians. So if you're fed up with seeing mice bites out of their packed lunch, get the beef stick out. Jack Link's, feed your wild side. The Twitter handles are at the Wagon Train 27 and at MN Hockey TV. I get two. <laughs> <laughs> and at Brandon Spratt 7, that's with two T's, and at Matt Harrington 48 because of Tory Hunter. Uh, my birthday is 48, but yes, Tory Hunter oh, was my favorite ooh, twin. How about that? So I is it? Deep dive yes. on that. You're only two days after me. That, that's, that's right. I forgot. We have very well, similar look at birthdays. That. So yeah. we got a couple of youngsters here. Metasports League Studios, Todd Geisler, Glenn Gray, pushing the buttons, making it happen, making us look and sound good. The Metabutes is a hockey-themed NFT project from the Metasports League, but you guys have more than just that, right, Todd? Yes. It's, you got just, all, the best way to learn about you is metabutes.io, right? Okay, perfect. I got the thumbs up there. Uh, what is what is so thick and tender they deserve their own slow jam? I'd be Jack Links. Do you like those? I do. That's, yeah. Love Jack Links. I was gonna Can't go wrong with that. I usually bring a bag in every time I'm here, but I yeah. devour them before the start of the show. <laughs> 
Um, Sniper's Edge, synthetic ice, skills, tools for you. You can train anywhere and improve your game. Shop online at snipersedgehockey.com. The prospect exchange, you evaluate, share, and advance. You can really take advantage of what they do. There's a, a tab on the mnhockey.tv under Fortis or Perform, and it's with the Fortis Academy, where you can actually purchase video coaching sessions with your kids. If you're at the high school or Bantam AA, maybe Bantam Single A level, the instructions are there, but it's well worth it. Uh, Hockey IQ has been really the big thing that's been pushed, and video is here to stay. It's what we do. It's what our company is. By the way, we're not just a streaming company where we're like, oh, we're going to stream games. Right? Right. I mean, anybody can do that. You know, we'll get our little encoder, our <laughs> archaic old gear. Yeah. Right? Have all sorts of stuff plugged in. Maybe we'll use a Sling Studio if we're advanced. <laughs> we are taking, wait till you see the pregame stuff that's going to happen with the MNHockey.tv. Like, it's straight up next level. Wait till you see the storyboard. Wait till you see what happens mid-game. Like, when a goal Can't is wait. scored, it's going to be like, what? Nobody else is doing what we're doing. No, it's next level. Uh, coaching tools, which go beyond. Uh, we're really here more about the player. Um, it's more about player development and making it special for them, both on and off the ice, for families as well. But the coaching tools that are available are now NHL level. you got the Philadelphia Flyers and a number of other teams that I can't disclose yet at this stage that are on board with the Spideo tool. And the amazing thing is, is when we're at the coaching uh, clinic with the high school coaches, we are literally talking about you're getting an NHL caliber product here. You know, so at the high school level and even youth. So very, very proud of that. Uh, speaking of NHL level, we've got a couple minute bit here, and I, I made this a little extra long, boys, because okay. I kind of liked how he approached it and how he <laughs> he you know got some resolution on the end with what's next. So let's go ahead and let's take clip number seven thousand four hundred and twenty six. <laughs> yeah, we we thought we played a. Um, I'm going to caution with the right word, but we we played a very strong game. Um, we did so many really good things in that hockey game, and um, you're, you're exactly right. Funky bounces did not go our way. Nobody's going to feel sorry for the bounces going the other way, but we have to believe that those bounces aren't going to continue to go that way. And obviously, you can think of the goal, uh, the you know the dumping goal in particular. There's uh, there's other situations where there's a 50-50. Um, situation and it slides the other way it goes to the negative side it's not going to continue to do that if we continue to work as we did tonight and to take another step forward <laughs> we still give up six goals um, which is very disappointing obviously um, but it was it was in the right direction um, uh, today actually about you know, when you're pushing, we've been behind every single game, and you're pushing, so your defensive hockey it, it lacks because you're pushing, you're thinking offense instead of, you know, if you get up a goal, you're thinking complete defense. But that's not to say we, you know, it's an excuse. You still have to freaking defend, right? You still have to keep the puck out of our net. And we made a couple of mistakes again um, where we allowed people to get inside us and uh, we could have kept them to the outside by a little more vigorous checking and we didn't 
and um, you know those are the difference uh, in the game. But the group, honestly, is um, it, it, I don't want to say positive, but the group understands that we're we're going in the right direction. We're doing the right things, and that um, the only thing we can do is stay as positive as we possibly can. Um, in order to give ourselves a chance to get out of this. It's not where we want to be. There's no question. We, do we want to be 0-3? No. But, um, but we're looking forward to that next game. Uh, Armageddon or no? You know, I, I, personally, I was almost there. But do you know, after the last couple of games, the Kings game and, and even the Avs game, he's kind of talked, talked me down from it a little bit. I, I think he's striking the right tone and the right message and it, you know it they obviously it's it's a similar story to what we had after the Rangers game I mean they got to play better in their own end and they got to get definitely better goaltending definitely worth some fluke bounces but you know they're not going to win a lot of games with the goaltending where it is you never hear teams winning talking about bounces do you no I mean they aren't getting the bounces but some of those bounces are happening because they're not getting sticks and they're not getting angles, and, and um, there's things coming from areas that wouldn't ordinarily happen. And that's all part of the, the deal. When you're winning, you, quote, get the bounces because I believe you're creating the bounces. Yeah, I'd agree with you, and, and I have a statistic here for you guys because oh, I'm, I'm Mr. Yeah. Statistician. Last, Love time, last time they yes. won three? Um, well, actually, last no. Last time they lost three in a row at home? No. I, but I do have something along those lines. Let's go. Um, the Wild are the first team since 1989 to allow 20 goals oh, I saw in that. their first three games. Oh, okay. Which That's is a uh, long time ago. Can you ago. name the team extra credit who was, in 1989, allowed 90 goals or uh, 20 goals in Was it the Flames? No. How about you? Gosh, I have no idea. Um, One more guess. Um, let's see. I'm Blues. Gonna, I'm going to go with the... Um, I don't know. Steve Eiserman and oh, the Detroit Red Wings. That's right. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Uh, okay, so uh, Vancouver Canucks are in town. You've got the likes of, uh, of Bruce Boudreau and his 0-3-1 edition. The good news about that contest is someone's going to have a win. Yes, both 0-3, right? Why do I feel like it's Vancouver Actually, walking out? <laughs> Canucks are 0-4, Wags. And oh, did they oh, lose last night too? They did. In oh, fact, oh, they won. 0-3-1, look at it again. Oh, sorry. Oh, three and one. Yeah, thank you. Good as zero and so four. So they've got a point. They've They're got ahead a point. of the Wild in the West. Right. Uh, but and if you sort teams by goals allowed, Minnesota's on top. You got a wow. Your glass uh, half full today. Absolutely. <laughs> That's a surprise. That's a pretty rare. Uh, but here you go, Pete. They're the first team in NHL history to blow multi-goal leads and lose in their first four games. And they're probably the first team in history to come by from multi-goal deficits in the third period last year and and had, what, was it 21 or something like that goals scored with the, the tendy pulled? That's ridiculous. Right. I'll leave yeah. the numbers and the specifics to LaPanta <laughs> and, and then wake me when it's over. How's that? Wow. Well, it's just... So uh, can I turn it around? It, Armageddon or... Uh... It depends if you agree with the article in The Athletic that they have a goaltending crisis. Okay. 
Right I, now, yes, but I, it could I turn think, around. I think they do have a goaltending crisis. Right now, they do, absolutely. Uh, I don't. I, I think you can only be athletic in 38 and move so much. Tommy Powers from Empower Performance can talk a little bit further on that in a few minutes when he comes in here. But I, I'm not, you know, discrediting anything that the Flower has done in his career, in his entire career, and all the cups and the things that he's done. But I do know that it all ended for the Dominator too at some point because he's sort of 2.0 of that, or or a glorified John Casey for the older folk that suffered through that in the 80s and 90s. And Chris Peterson here with the NIT is uh, very well aware of that. And OS Hockey, he's not in the head; he gets it. So I, I don't know. I mean, in the end. W- They'll be fine, uh, but this is really disturbing. I, I, I'm I'm concerned on the blue line. I still think they're yeah. too small. Yeah, and I guess one thing I was thinking about, too, is as we're hearing Dino to sort of talk about we're chasing the game, right? So we have to play a little more open. Is this a situation where, like, is this just how the NHL is trending? I mean, it's trending more and more goals year over year, but is this a situation where I know the Wild are good offensively, Maybe you just have to tighten the screws on that a little bit and drain your game in. Maybe they miss Jordan Greenway. Maybe he's that important. Maybe they do. We might find out in the next few games. Well, they're going to win. It's going to be because the grief line's back. All That's right. right. Grief, 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 grief. Oh. That's all we're going to hear. It's a little nauseating, stop. isn't it? Stop. Just yeah. stop. Yeah. Okay. Just don't. Uh, Rossi, good to see he's been bumped up a little bit. Third he's liner. Gonna, he, well, yep. He's going to at least get some time. Uh, I don't think you just get bad overnight. Right. You, 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 you don't play the way you did in the preseason and suddenly yeah. suck. It doesn't work that way. That's been a really odd one to me because it seemed opportunity. like... Opportunity. That's all you, I'm going to tell you is opportunity. Yeah, and it seemed like, you know, they put out the whole video, too, of Rossi's and Billy G's office making the team, hey, we've done everything you've, you know, <laughs> that, you've, that we've asked you to now, do, hey, and then you're on the fourth line. Did you hear the news? Sammy Walker's called up, and he's down to the uh, Iowa Wild. Boy, he's having a nice start. Yeah. The Dining Native's getting it done. Yeah. Hmm. What do you think is going to happen there? I thought that was very interesting. i, I got to share a story on him real quick. When he was in the uh, rookie work uh, camps down with the Lightning, there was this article about how totally stoked they were with him in their three-on-three uh, tourney scrimmage, whatever they did. And uh, I'm like, oh, he's gone in two years from the Gophs. They're going to sign him. It never happened. And uh, then he became a free agent. He probably got into a situation he felt better about. I mean, would you would would you want to follow that lineup? It's tough to crack it, especially when you're what a seventh round draft yeah. pick. Yeah. A couple more topics here before we bounce. So I I, I don't know. I'm not even going to predict the Wild. I can. I'm done. I'm just going to watch it. I'm just kind of <laughs> chuckle if they lose and be happy if they win. How's that? We've already reached that point. We're only three uh, games I've into just, the season. It just. I know a sinking ship when I see it. Okay. And Gilligan is not getting it done. Oof. All right. Can't wait to follow up in 15, 20 games. Now, I don't know. Well, if, tell me. I, I, no, I, I, I'm not saying there's nothing guaranteed in professional sports. I'm just I'm saying, not the, saying turnovers, turn the turnovers about three feet inside the blue line on the offensive zone have been atrocious. I know. Like, what the hell are you guys doing? Uh, the, the, the board battles that they've lost left and right, whatever that is in the defensive zone, I've called Hartman a couple of times. It's like, are you even playing? Oh are you gosh. even in the league? The one the, one the like, other night was... Bad. That's that's like coast. It's East Coast hockey. It's like unbelievable. I know. How do you go? What happens? How do you go from being perfection last year to like this in like three games? 
Maybe it wasn't as perfect as we thought. I, I think he peaked last year. I, I think that's he yes, career, absolutely. Here I was, I was cocking off. He plateaued. About, I was cocking off about Fiala careering. Ah, <laughs> uh, he's not gonna, He's he's done. He's not doing anything. Look at that. He's played two games or three games. And he's minus three with no points. Comes here, boom, 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 boom. Yeah, that was pretty classic. He can't make it up. No. Uh, they were going to be fine, I think, but I'm cautiously not sure. How's that? I think I'm worried, to be honest. I, I, I am so. worried as well. I think they're going to give up okay. a lot of goals. Good there. Yeah. Okay, let's go here. The Loons in Dallas. Oof. That, how about that young kid that just bugged me the whole game? What's that kid, the 19-year-old or whatever? And then he did that little off-speed thing. That little oh, chippy thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. He was that was it. a tough way to lose. God, it would have been great if you had hung on to that thing. It would have. Yeah. Heartbreak. But, you know, it was uh, both. It was it was a really thrilling match. It was. I mean, I'm glad you got to tune in for a little bit. Well, I got the 30 minute overtime, which never, <laughs> I mean, so so I, I watched the final what 25 of the uh, second half, and then we got 30 more. I almost watched a whole game there. I'm seeing the cramping. I'm going, oh, here comes Rafa Nadal. You know, he gets the, <laughs> he gets the I call it the fake uh, cramp. He goes yeah. down. He's eating like 20 bananas. Uh, he's getting protein shakes. They're they're rubbing him out. Next thing you know, he's down two sets or three uh, two sets. He comes back and pounds out three straight. I thought the same thing was happening with these cramps on the field. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those sports where you have to be in such physical shape. I mean, all sports, really. They look but tired. They, it's a lot of soccer. They're completely exhausted. I don't even know, yeah. Especially yeah. When, when you don't play that extra 30 minutes in the regular season when you're tired. It's just draining. It is very draining. 4-2 Philly leads San Diego as we're recording this show okay. now after the 3 nothing deficit. Oh, you want a little more? Y- yeah, I was just going to say if we can keep it on the soccer topic. Uh, <sighs> Just just briefly, want to shout out the uh, Hornets boys and girls. Both oh. made the state tournament. You and I spoke about that a little bit earlier where you weren't sure about yes. the girls. I think that, that they, one. I, I'll tell you this. I uh, I had a chance to go over and see the game last night. It was a little chilly out. But, mm-hmm. you know, they played at Prior Lake High School, which is nice and close for me in the South Metro. Yeah. Best game they played all season by far. Really? really complete performance. I think players are settling into their roles and, you know, state tournament time, anything could happen. When you play within your uh, formations the way you want to do, things can can Yeah, come and, and, you know, the potential with that team, I think, was there from day one. They were shifting some players around into different roles. Frankly, certain things kind of confuse me at times, but I think they're finally hitting their stride. Do you want to know when we're in trouble in a sports market? This is when we're in trouble. We're sitting here preparing for this thing, and these two geeks over here across the table, we're talking Premier League. Oh, uh, Tottenham plays uh, so-and-so. Oh, I think they, oh, you know who they are. I'm sitting here going, what? Why are we in trouble? It's a great well, league. Well, I mean, I thought you'd maybe talk about the Gophers or a Vikings bye or you know what? Wolves Can, starting tomorrow. You know what's appealing tonight? about the Premier League? It's the unbridled passion. I don't disagree. But I just, I got to make... I think I, I in, in American co- sports, especially in this market, I'm going to go there. I'm going to go there. In this market, it can be, it can just be so fake. It's so forced sometimes. Oh, well, it's just terrible because we've been so wounded. Well, I know. I mean, it's almost like you can only go to the trough so much thinking that the, the grain is going to be there as a cow and it's not. And you just go slink <laughs> off and lay down. That's what it feels because like that's every single... that's about what I'm at right now. I know. I'm done. I'm just, I'm exhausted. I'm, I'm tired of these teams. I'm tired of the uniforms. <laughs> I'm tired of all of it. You don't like Casota Gold? I just don't like any of it. You know that's gone, right? The Casota Gold. I know, they're I've changing heard. it this year for the, for the upcoming for the year. Twins, yeah. They're going to unveil it here soon. Oh, another one? Yeah. Whole, Could you have whole like new 50 set of uniforms? Whole new set. Can you just go with two, maybe a third? 
I mean, they got like 50. That doesn't sell these days. Everybody. Oh, oh did you see NHL's getting uh, some reverse oh, retros oh, let's now, too? let's go there for a minute. Sure. How many teams in the National Hockey League have sold out and went Euro hockey on the sweaters? Oh, with, what, the, with one? the ad? Yeah. Two? Not many. Helmets, oh, though. I, fine, whatever. Yeah. And that was supposed to be temporary because of COVID. I know. Did you really you think it was going to be temporary? You can't open though? that I mean, can of worms. Come on. And do, expect do, it to do, go away. Do, do you think it looks so bad? Do, do you think every team is going to end up putting the, the, the patch? Probably. NBA does we gotta, it. We'll get Chris Peterson in here because he comes from the jer- Jersey manufacturing background. He's chuckling over there. It is dusty. It's like, oh, God. <laughs> it just, it's so bad. Okay, anyway, uh, it's 4-2 now. Uh, the uh, Padres and Phillies. Okay. Phillies leading. Uh, you know, I got to read a tweet for you. Just start talking because this is, this is really a good talker here. I got this from my son last night. This is so good. And, and rarely do I ever bring my kids into any of this because nobody gives a shit. But here we go. I really wonder where this is going. I'm intrigued. This oh, is super I think funny. I, know where this is going. I read this to Matt. I said, I'm bringing this up. Okay. So I, I, I went off. <laughs> we were talking first about Bob Costas talking in the weird phrases. Yes. Like, just like bizarre. Yeah. And then he goes into this, like, I'm smarter than you, and I'm going to tell you every detail because you weren't watching. You were good to call that out. He takes the casual fan that wants to watch a game five and dig it and just absolutely just, just chokes it. it. Just withers you to the ground. Yep. 100%. Awful. 100%. And he gets paid to do that. Did you catch so, well, so I'll, the, I'll let you go. This is what he wrote. So he's watching the, the game, and he goes, no bigger psychos in sports than relief pitchers. <laughs> Tendies in hockey are close, but these pitchers are just nuts, man. Whenever they give you the shots from the pen, these guys look like they're on coke warming up. <laughs> Jittery, herky-jerky, jumping, just calm the fuck down. <laughs> Starters are zen, and then the pen is just pandemonium. What is that? Have you noticed? Was he just watching James Karinchak from just the, all the Guardians? Just all He's, of them. They're yeah. just whacked. I'll tell you one reliever. Why are relievers weird? It's just a thing, I guess. And I, I, is it because if they give up a hit, they're terrible now? I think that's probably I, that it. Could be. There yeah. was a. I'm trying to remember his name on the Rays last year. Brandon, you might know this. He had the eyes were just going nuts in the. He playoffs. was going Joe Nathan. Yeah. <laughs> it, it wasn't in the mouth. It was the eyes. They were moving back and forth. Fairbanks, maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. That's I'm a have good to question. Uh, I mean, who are these people? Just throw the ball. If we can, if we can go back to yeah, Costas. Pete Fairbanks. That's who it was on the race. Excellent. Okay. The the eyes the eye, do you think he was possessed? <laughs> he might have been. Who if, knows? If we can go back to Costas for a second, did anybody catch where the part where he said uh, <laughs> that the Yankees hadn't been to the World Series since 2009 and hadn't I, won since 2000, and when they catch. clearly won in 2009? Hey, how about the part? And I was there. Yeah. Um, I want to. Let me let me let me play this for you. Um, this is a great tweet from something called Joey. Um, it's outstanding, and then we got to get our guys in here. They're, they they don't want it. They don't care about this. But oh shoot! Hang on. This is a guy making fun of Costas. Well, it's fascinating, really, when you think about seventy-three years to the day. His great grandfather, who grew up just a few blocks away from Yankee Stadium, the old Yankee Stadium, that is, was making his way out of a market on Smith Street at 3.45 in the afternoon with the sun just shining over his right shoulder 
Is that Joey Joey Molinaro? Yeah. He's, he's great. He's really good. Oh, that he's was good. His, his Nick Saban slash Brian Kelly. <laughs> it was so good though. He was just going right after it. Yeah. Now we have to just suffer through the pregame tonight with Costas, and we're okay. That's right. He's, B- oh, yeah, on the call. Right. Anderson's so much better. He's so self-important. Oh, one more thing. I, why <laughs> is it that every announcer on NFL football, whether it's Fox or CBS, has to sound or try to sound like Jim Nance? Can you just be an original personality? Can you be yourself? That would be like all of you guys in the MN Hockey TV trying to sound like me. Well, you have such a unique sound. I don't know if that's possible. So does Jim Nance. I know. So all these guys come out and they try. That was I was being a total jerk there, but thanks for catching that. <laughs> um, but but it's just like why they their phraseology is the same. Their their tempos are the same. It's like there is no original thing. It's like all of these young guys like you grow up saying, "I want to be a sports center anchor and I want to be like Neil Everett." And you guys, not you guys. That's why you're here. Uh, but but a lot of these new guys come in and they're just acting like what they used to see but when it first started and it was guys like chris berman oh my god how great is the two minutes in football whatever it's called yeah, yeah, yeah. what it's just he's still <laughs> i mean I, guess I never gets old yeah it, it just never gets old well so. and i think and it, just to close on this too i think that's where joe buck is is really underrated because he does 100%. have his own sound he doesn't take himself too seriously. Nope. Not self-important. So nope. I, I think I think I'm he's right on very board. solid. What do you think of Tariko? I don't mind Tariko. He's a little soft-spoken for me for football. A little stiff. A little robotronic. Yeah. Uh, he does. He's wonderful on golf. I think he does great on terrific golf. Terrific on golf. Who is the guy though on NBC who tries to sound like Jim Nance? It's Dan just, Hicks. Stop. <laughs> he's not good. Just be Dan Hicks. Can you try? I will. I mean, who I are will you? End, though, Do you have an original thought? As as we head into World Series here, which will be on Fox, uh, they have uh, Joe Davis will be the new voice of the World Series. I think good. he's, I think he's very solid. He very. D- solid. Does he do the White Sox? No, no, that's, that's Adam Jason Lumine. Benetti. Oh, but Benetti, sorry. Yeah. The White Joe Sox Davis. Guy? Yeah. I like that guy. Do Joe you? Davis? Really? Yeah. No, the, no the, Benetti. The, oh, Davis Benetti's fine, great. Yeah. But that guy is young. Mm-hmm. And he could, does Davis do the Oakland A's? He does the Dodgers. Oh. Yeah. Dallas Braden, one of the best color guys yes, in the game. Love Dallas. Outstanding. Yeah. Benetti's good, though. He's he's uh, doing a lot of Fox college football. Still right now. Sam Rosen from that wild game. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best. The passion is just so good. The excitement. It's good stuff. Just thrilled. Yeah. Well, let's take a timeout. Wow, that thing went all over the place. It Where did. did we go with it? A smorgasbord. It was kind of fun, though. <laughs> it was. I love it. We'll be back with more. We've got two really big hockey personalities coming on here, of course, Tommy Powers and Chris Peterson. We're going to talk a little bit about Tommy's business. He's making a huge impact on athletes professionally all the way down high school youth level. we got to let everybody know about what he's doing as well. Chris Peterson is the man. You want to talk about one of the most connected hockey people around? This is the guy, and uh, he has uh, put together something really special with OS Hockey and what is the Upper Midwest High School Elite League Girls Tradition NIT. We'll be back right after this. Man needs meat. Youngins especially need meat. But you can't send nippers to school with a T-bone in their pocket. So arm them with Jack Link's Beef Sticks. It's a tasty protein treat that says, Grow, you good thing. Plus, it's gluten and MSG free, which should please just about every mom except the vegetarians. So if you're fed up with seeing mice bites out of their packed lunch, get the beef stick out. Jack Links, feed your wild side. 
We welcome you back to the Overtime Podcast. A very electric program here today, and it just, uh, you know, we needed this. We needed these two guests to bring it back into some semblance of focus, reality, and, you know, maybe to quote that uh, text, Zen. <laughs> we were the bullpen, and these are the starters. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> Of course, we're from the Meta Sports League studios. Check them out at metabutes.io. Jack Link, Sniper's Edge, the Prospect Exchange, and SLP Nutrition. Hey, I had a new one at the Nutrition today. What'd you have? I went with the Twist Cone. Uh, their Herbalife Healthy Shake, St. Louis Park, right across from the football field. Alex Brosey, dude is phenomenal. Um, I've never seen a guy... It's almost like you, you've thrown back into Mayberry uh, from Andy Griffith. Like you go to the corner store and everybody just kind of hangs out. Yeah. I'm the old guy. I had the uh, Marauders sweats on. Janine uh, is the one who oh, turned yeah. me on. Yeah. I had the uh, Marauders sweats. I had the MN Hockey TV deal. I was talking to Chris Peterson, and we were getting into a very, like, I thought good and serious conversation. <laughs> I'm outside. I come back in. This one guy that's in there. Everybody that's in there is like 30 and younger. They all they're all workout machines. Yeah. They've all got the, the 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 clothes, whatever that is that the young people wear. You know, a lot of Lulu going on. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, sure. the, dudes, the dudes are just you know they got the tats on the back of the calves. I'm just like, why would you put one there? But okay, <laughs> it's usually the Air Man tat. You, you know legs. the whole thing. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. So it's like okay, okay. Um, so I go outside. I come back in, and and the guy that was in there had left, and I thought he was the girl that was working behind the counter's boyfriend because there was serious tension. Ooh. And so I'm going, okay, there's something on. I go, is that your dude? She goes, no. She goes, she goes, that's funny because nobody even, everybody's thinking someone's different. He asked if I was the owner of the place. <laughs> and I go, why? And she said, because he said he's always here. He's always working. I sit on a couch with my feet up and he's always on his phone. And so I thought, hmm, that's what you got to do to look like an owner of one of those places. <laughs> so anyway, the guy does a great job. If anybody's listening to this and you've worked out and you want to have a, a, a good meal replacement type thing that's going to be healthy for you, I've actually been using it as one of my meals every day now. I go probably four or five times a week, have a, a tea with it. No caffeine, by the way, buddy. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can't do that. The sugar is no. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, loaded. I probably do 39 grams of protein and I'm out. Keep that sustained How do you energy. think I chisel? I mean, it's just like, it's just, it's just <laughs> the improvement works. just how it is. That's the guy you should be talking to. I know, I know. I, 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 I don't, I, I'm not lacking confidence in front of a guy who knows what he's doing. This guy, this is what he does for, you should see him. He's like completely cut. He's like, Mr. Like get pro athletes dialed in. Of course, I'm talking about Tommy Powers. Thanks a lot for joining us here. Yeah, no, happy to be here. This is uh, awesome. Empowers performance. Uh, how did you come up with the name? I'm dying to know. Uh, well, <laughs> obviously, last name Powers. I just uh, wanted to play off that a little bit. And Beautiful. Um, yeah, I came up with it a while ago, probably 12 years ago, 13 years ago. Wow. Yeah. So you don't look like you could be doing this for 12 or 13 years. Yeah, I really knew uh, what I wanted to do um, basically when I was in college even. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I was training with uh, a guy, Andy O'Brien, um, who is still a good friend of mine, mentor. Uh, he's pretty well known for training Sidney Crosby, Nathan McKinnon, um, just about all those those superstars. Were you training for hockey? I was, yeah. I played hockey. Uh, played college hockey at UMass Lowell, and he trained me through that that stage of my life, and even after a little bit when I was trying to play pro. Um, but I just loved the way that he trained me, the way I felt after training with him, and I wanted to. I knew that if I didn't make it in hockey, then I wanted to share that 
with the athletes that I could train. You're not from Mass. No, no. I'm from, from Florida originally. Well, clearly not. <laughs> so so <laughs> tell us about your journey in hockey. How did that all start for you? Yeah, yeah it's, uh, I mean, it was a pretty unique story, I think. Um, you know, hockey players mostly come from up north. Uh, they're, they're kind of born into skates, per se. But um, for me, born and raised in, in Miami, um, started playing street hockey with my buddies. There was really just one ice arena down there, Miami Ice Arena, and my, my buddy wanted to go get off the street I guess yeah um, and try it on the ice and he asked me if I wanted to go and I really liked just learning how to skate on the ice and I thought I picked it up pretty quickly just from playing street hockey for a few years and uh, and then just got equipment um, got into some you know learn to play hockey leagues uh, made an in-house team uh, this is all age like peewee band how old were you when the Panthers got to town uh I was I think about 10 or 11. Was that a spark for you or were you already doing it? It was, yeah. I mean, that was probably what really springboarded everything, you know, mm-hmm. like you're you're going to the games and you're excited uh, to watch this new team and they had a lot of success early cup. on too. Yeah, they went to the cup. Yep, yeah, went to the cup games. Avalanche. Is that nice? Funny, funny story there. I uh, For Christmas one year, um, Santa brought me uh, a box of 24 plastic rats to throw on the ice, if you guys remember that story. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So with Scott Mellenby and, and the rat in the locker room and stuff. So we were chucking rats as a, as a kid on the ice. Beautiful. Yeah. Remember those things just, fl- and you don't remember them. Well, I've seen Remember those fl- things flying? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. do. Yeah. I've been to a yeah. game down there, yeah. yeah. They just load wow. the ice with them. It was yeah. unreal. Yeah. So then you started playing through there, and then uh, did you did you get on to, like, Tier 1 team, or what, what happened yeah, next finally, to get you to Lowell? Yeah, I made, a, I made a travel team down in Florida. We were called the Coral Springs Coyote. Um, again, pretty cool accomplishment. Even just doing that, um, we had NHL jerseys. We were wearing the Coyotes, uh, thir- you know, now the Kachina jerseys. Oh, so we awesome. had those, and they were pretty sweet, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, and then the Panthers came. They bought our rink that we were skating in, uh, and so then we changed from the Coral Springs Coyotes to the Florida Junior Panthers. And, and um, from there, went to prep school. Uh, got noticed at a hockey tournament up north. Played prep school hockey for a couple years, my senior year, post-grad year. Then I was, you know, I just really wanted to play Division One hockey. I just, I always watched Boston College play and Frozen Fours, and, and that was kind of my dream. So I had one more year of eligibility, um, played one year of junior up in, Von- in Vermont and Ontario, kind of split the season. And then I actually wrote a letter to every uh, Division One hockey team in the country. Uh, wow. Yeah, even uh, Alabama, Alaska, didn't really matter. I just, that's what I wanted to do. And um, I got two replies back, one from UMass Lowell, one from UMass Amherst, and um, to be a recruited walk-on. So I took the uh, the Lowell opportunity. They had a good uh, exercise physiology program. I knew that that's what I wanted to do, um, you know, and training athletes or being sports medicine, something like that, and, and, uh, and did that. And then, you know, Worked for a couple NHL teams after playing college hockey and working in Calgary for a couple of years, and now I'm here in Minnesota. <laughs> okay, I'm going to take a stab. He's kind of uh, tall and uh, rangy, <laughs> so I'm going to go. You were a tall, rangy, puck-moving defenseman. Yes, that's correct. Yep. Okay, yep. you know your stuff. Power play. No, no, no. More of a, a block shots on the penalty kill. Oh, kind of okay. Yeah. So yeah. you're station to station, as yeah. we call it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Chip <laughs> and chase. Chip and chase, yeah. <laughs> Off the glass and out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wearing Craig Ludwig shin pads. Maybe. Oh, yeah. The, the, the boxes that he would wear. Uh, no, so that's great. So yeah. then uh, you worked with Calgary, and then um, did you start in Powers Performance 
you were in Florida, correct? Yeah. yeah. Uh, did you start it while you were working with, with Calgary, as we say, or yeah. uh, in Florida? Yeah, so I was in Calgary. I was working for Andy O'Brien, actually. He left the Florida Panthers. He was the strength coach. He started his own uh, facility there, and I wanted to learn more from him. He had been training me for about four or five years, and I wanted to learn the other side of it. So he said he left the Panthers. He was going to Calgary to, to start this um, performance facility and invited me up there to learn from him. And I just, I never left. <laughs> I yeah. ended up staying there for about two and a half years and um, started training Matt Dumba. He was 14, so he was going to the school that was attached wow, to the cool. gym. Um, yeah. And Andy wanted me to work with Matt. And uh, so we became really close, um, spent hours and hours with him, you know, sometimes two, two a days and would go to his games when he was with Red Deer Rebels um, and work with him after games, try to help him feel better for the next game or whatever it might be. And um yeah just from there we did that and then got to know Dumba's agents they really liked what I was doing with him and asked what I wanted to do for my career and I said I wanted to be an NHL strength coach kind of wanted to follow the foot, footsteps of uh, Andy O'Brien and um it was that summer that I got the opportunity to interview with the Arizona Coyotes did you work with them or no I did yeah okay. I got the job um I became their head strength conditioning coordinator uh, I was there for a couple years and um and you know it's kind of you learn you learn uh, how it works um, pretty early working you know in the NHL um, with those big clubs. Uh, I really wanted to uh, negotiate my salary. Uh, I found out what everyone else in the league was making, and that didn't go very well. Um, so yeah, got uh, got kind of changed the direction there. Um, but it was well, kind of chaos down there always. Yeah, it is. I mean, it, yeah. I was I was the lowest paid guy in the league by far. Um, I was doing a lot of different jobs. I felt like I, I deserved a little bit more. Um, I justified it, but they didn't see they didn't see it that way. Um, but it was all they didn't blessing. have it probably. Probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it was all blessing in disguise. I, I was interviewing for a few other teams after that, uh, Calgary being one of them, uh, the LA Kings and the Florida Panthers, and I ended up getting the Florida Panthers job, which was great because I'm from there originally. And, wow, yeah. right, you went right back home, and right the, back the home. very place you're throwing the rats on the ice, you're working, <laughs> you're calling your office, or, exactly. or you know, you're there on games. Yep. So uh, what you guys don't know is he's basically screwed. Do you want to know why? Why? Is Let's that? hear it. Because he married a Minnesotan. Oh. <laughs> and so what that really means is when you're married to a Minnesotan, it doesn't matter how far along in your journey you're back here, whether yeah. you like it or not. Yeah, that's is, what I Am heard. I right? Yeah. Or did you come back for dumbs? Which one was yeah. it? <laughs> it's one or the other. Or are you married to him? I'm not kidding. <laughs> no, I mean, it was it was a family decision. Um, you know, I was with Florida. They didn't renew my contract after five years. Uh, again, kind of another shock. I was told I was going to mm -hmm. be coming back. Um, and then a month later, they changed their mind and, and didn't give me a really a, a reason for the for the change. So I actually went back to Arizona. I got hired by them uh, to be a performance consultant. And then after that ordeal, um, I decided that I wanted more stability in my life. Uh, we had a we have a two year old um, now, and you know want to create more stability in our family's life sure. and not have to worry about contracts and not get renewed or extensions and whatnot. So I uh, felt like this would be the best place to share my knowledge in, in the state of hockey. So what he's put together here in the state of hockey is empowersperformance.com in Edina, Minnesota. It's right across the highway from uh, Braemar Arena. For those of us hockey people that know where Gemini Athletic where it's like, yeah, everybody's used to go and seeing Bonvino and Peterson here when he was there. So we all know where that is. Just say, yeah, he's next to Gemini. We all know. <laughs> yep, right, right next door. Uh, but this is, I like the tag on his website, High Performance 
performance training and recovery. We're going to get into that in a second for professional and elite amateur athletes. Yep. So you, you, it's one thing to be in condition and shape and, and the things that you need to do. It's a whole other thing to be able to recover. And yep. when you go through his facility, he has state of the art equipment for working out and you've got this he's got this wicked ice bath thing like i've never seen this before uh he's got showers in there for players he's got guys like ryan mcdonough that are chilling there and working out of course matt dumba's part of your organization right yep. yes uh, is he one of the owners yep he's is that okay for me to say yeah or? yeah okay. yeah yeah he's a co-owner um yep he helped me get the place up and rolling um so yeah, I'm very thankful for him. That's awesome. Yeah. So, you, you've got you've got connectivity with him. He's got buddies in the league, and you know you've been able to really kind of like put your flag down. Yep. Now comes the next part, and this is one thing that we've spoken about a lot. And I think the whole purpose of what we're doing here is first to establish who you are and you know your passion for the game. And I will tell you this: if I have a kid that I want to perform to the best of their capabilities. If you got a guy that's going to write a letter himself mm. to every single Division One college hockey coach because he wants that, I want my kid around that mm. um, because I know that if he's going to be with my kid, he's going to give my kid his very, very, very best. Mm -hmm. And then my kid better give him or him the kid self his very best. Yep. Um, so where do you draw the line between in-season stuff, overdoing it, but also giving them the ability to keep their body fresh. Are there yeah. things you can do for that? Oh, for sure. I mean, it's it's our facility. That's the way I designed it. It's pretty unique, I think, um, not only in the area, but probably the country. Um, you know, I wanted to bring everything that I'd used in the professional realms in the NHL with the best players into this private facility and open it up to those elite amateur youth athletes as well. I mean, obviously the pro guys come in and train in the off season, but a lot of the, the uh, you know, the elite amateur athletes, the college players, the junior players, the high school players, they've never seen some of this stuff. So um, it's actually just, it's so much fun to share what we have, um, why we have it, you know, how we're going to use it with those athletes that come in. So um, it, it's great. And there's so much that we can do to help them feel fresh every day uh, through the off season, through the in season, whatever it might be. What are you hearing from people uh, from the youth high school level as far as this whole concept? Is it is because I think here in Minnesota, Chris, maybe you would agree. There's a certain way people have done things just because it's how it's been done, right? Yeah, it's just consistent. Yeah, it doesn't know if it's right or wrong, but it's just like it's sort of this is what we do. Change is difficult for Minnesotans. Thank you. How are you addressing that? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I think it's probably a little bit of a shock to, to some people that were here um, and maybe when they see this facility. But I didn't want to have just another gym with turf and rubber and, and some, you know, squat racks and whatever else there might be in a, in a typical gym. I wanted to create that facility that has the best of the best stuff. Share that knowledge, share the science. Um, you know, we have force plates that we use to assess athletes. We do a comprehensive movement screen. I try to sit down with every single athlete or one of my staff will to go over their needs analysis, what they want to get out of the off season or how their in season's going, what their schedule's like to increase uh, recovery if it's during the season or off season, whatever it might be, um, nutritionally, supplement, supplementation wise. Um, you know, the, it's kind of never ending and there's not everyone's the same. So mm. uh, the way that we really differentiate ourselves is uh, we write custom unique programs for each athlete, depending on their goals, depending on the compensations or imbalances they may have developed. 
um, depending on their schedules. One of the things that I've noticed, Chris, and I think you might agree with this, when we were young, mid-80s, you know, late-80s, if, if you if you weren't 200 pounds, they wouldn't even look at you, even as almost like a high schooler. Remember that? You know, Peter, Peter Zezel's like 5'7", 215, and his, you know, I don't even know. I think his legs were so big they couldn't even, like, they touched. Yeah. You know, it's just like, how do you even move? So the player now is more like you, long and lean. Mm-hmm. Um, I bet you the percentage of 200 pounders in the National Hockey League today isn't even close to what it was 30 years ago. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Can you talk on to the physiology of the player and what really makes a difference in performance? Yeah. I think, the, I mean, obviously, touching on that point, the game's changed a lot. You know, you're, you're, you can't hook, you can't grab, you can't cross-check like you used to, yeah. right? You watch those games. Butcher. and yeah, yeah, the guys are just getting killed out there. Um, so now if you even just get the stick around the hands, right, you're getting called. So you know, it's it's creating dynamic moving players, uh, players that are strong on their legs, single leg movements, stops and starts, accelerating, decelerating. Um, you know, I have guys that I train, for example, like Joe Miller, for example, um, you know, a, a, a smaller guy, yep. super skilled, NHL draft pick, playing at Harvard, uh, a guy that needed to increase weight. Um, we put about 14 pounds on him in, in this offseason. Where did you put it on him? Just total body, his legs. You could see it as the summer progressed. He was getting thicker. He didn't thicker. get like too bulky, though. Right? No, no, no. Like he, and he even you talk to him, and, and he'll say that he he still has his his movement abilities, his Huge. skill. Right? right. It's just now he he feels like he can actually do those things um, even better. But through you, he put on fourteen pounds of yes. muscle yeah. in the appropriate ways. Right. Doing okay. Yeah. So if you're listening to this and you are serious about it. Everything he does is pro. Yeah. You're, it's pro. This isn't just like, yeah, yeah, this is a theory. Or, you know, right. It's hyper-focused on what the right things are to do for the players yeah. from what I've observed and yeah. what I'm aware of. And I, I just think that we need to get that message out because it is about making... No, so we're clear. I haven't asked for a dime from you for this. No, no. I will later. (laughs) No, no, but I haven't. That's not why you're here. Um, But, you know, I mean, you're an incredible man. Uh, Met you at the Let's Play Hockey Expo. Uh, This is the type of stuff that we're about and what matters. And, you know, Chris, you've been around the game forever. This isn't just boys. It's girls, too. There's, Mm -hmm. There's a lot of players that can benefit from this a ton. Yeah, well, Tommy's sponsoring one of the teams in our league. Some of the girls that are on that team and then other girls in the league actually go to the facility and work out and recover. Yeah. You, know, you didn't touch a lot on the recovery piece to it, but uh, that's really important during the season. Um, certainly not an expert, but, you know, back in our day, what was our recovery? Run to McDonald's and get an extra value meal number two? Or yeah, get, get no pickle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so, true. Well, when you're talking about yeah. the twist. The twist cone earlier, I was thinking McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> you got all excited. That no, was an absolute phenomenal shake. It was that good. No sugar. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, so, transitioning a little bit to what you're doing. Let's first. We'll go to Chris here in a second. Is it? Is it an individual? reach out to you? Is it a team thing? What's the best course of action and what do you offer the player at the high school level? Yeah, I think Are you really, doing Bantams too? Yeah, oh yeah. Um, I think, yeah. Mites? 
someone's gonna drag him in there and say no, yeah. this is really good for you buddy yeah. isn't this fun my favorite part is when the dad's telling him isn't this fun and the kid's just like no yeah, i want my here. star wars thing get me the hell out of here yeah i think i mean our facility is really tailored to, to the athlete that wants to be there right that wants to get better um whether it's the athlete, the athlete, not yeah. the parent, right? Yeah, okay. the athlete. I mean, they want to. We don't want to. We're not a babysitting facility. We're not just you know there to to make money. We want to really enhance the player's life, um, not only to play pro hockey, hopefully, or whatever the the goals may be, but to teach them you know discipline, how to, to how to train, how to take care of their body, how to stretch, how to do different things, just so they. I mean, even if they end up playing men's league, they're they're able to play men's league, right? So yeah. Um, but to answer your question, I think. You know, we we uh, we tailor yeah to the individual. We're at individualized programs. We can also work with teams. We can do testing for teams with the with the force plates and different movement assessments. We can track that over time. We can see how fast the imbalances are happening if they happen during the season. We can correct those through corrective exercise and different movements. Um, so yeah, we can work with teams. We can work with individuals, small groups, whatever it might be. They can find him if you online at uh, empowers with an s performance.com. Everything you need to know is on that website, so check it out. Yeah. And then they can get in touch with you and they can get to work on that. For sure. So then you uh, sponsored a team in the Upper Midwest High School Elite League for the girls. Yes. And Chris, you're obviously uh, part of the OS hockey group, which runs the Elite League. Is yeah. that okay yeah. for me to say? Well, yeah, it's kind of they're obviously two separate entities. We run underneath the umbrella of the boys upper midwest, right? Uh, but but you're like the management group, yeah, yeah. Like like yep. you guys Wayne you Brolin, guys yeah. schedule the games and you know, yep, exactly. All of that. Okay, so then there's this NIT thing. It's massive. It's huge. Seventy two teams. Seventy two teams. Yes. From like fifty from out of the metro. Oh. There's only we're I mean out of the state. Fifty from out of the state or more? Oh more well we have uh we have eleven teams in the state. How we're many buses are we gonna north. see at the NSC this weekend? Like do you know how they ring the whole thing? It, it'll mm -hmm. fill it up. It'll it'll be uh pretty jam packed. A lot of teams flying in too. Oh so. really? Well you mentioned the Kachinas. We actually have uh the Arizona Kachinas are coming into town to play on nice. the girls' side. We've got wow. Yeah, the Florida Alliance. You, you, can, Florida. you can see each and every, the FA. Uh, <laughs> you can see every single game on the MNHockey.tv. Yep. So it's all right there for you That's to awesome. enjoy. Yeah. So um, it's it's a big deal. So what what was the what was the what started it? Well, we there was a big pushback in uh, mid two thousands when all these the parents and the players and all these kids wanted to play. Tier one, you know, they wanted to play the tier one, the sixty game schedule, and some Minnesota hockey, and everybody got together. They start the, the Upper Midwest Boys Elite League mm -hmm. to play in the fall, so that our high school we could keep our model. Our model is very unique in Minnesota, and the kids playing high school hockey is for your community, for your school, is a big thing. So they want to keep that. So then they started the, this league, so they could get twenty five, roughly twenty five games in the fall of really high quality hockey. So the boys had started, and they were established, and the league was going really well. They were trying to keep the kids from leaving for the USHL, leaving mm -hmm. for junior hockey. And so uh, Winnie and Eric Johnson, the old Minnetonka girls yep. coach, and myself, we got together, and, and we kind of helped start the girls' side of it back in 2008 is when we started the girls' elite league. And then we had the NIT tournament that year with eight teams. Eight? Mm -hmm. 
eight teams. Eight to 72. Yeah, oh, eight wow. teams, and uh, it's growing and growing. What do you learn? I mean, these are Minnesota all-star teams. I mean, yeah. I mean, they're the best. How do they perform against the teams from out of the area? Well, we do really well. I mean, our under-16 girls team won the national championship last year. Um, we're consistently, you know, along with Shattuck. Shattuck is, mm-hmm. you know, they're obviously a high-quality hockey program. They've been around for a long time. Um, but we throw our kids together and split them up on teams, and we're competitive nationally every single year. I think it's interesting because they do do that. And yeah. it's not easy to just throw really – I mean, people say, oh, sure. But there are things in this game when you're playing at a high level where you come up as a group, you come back as a group, you transition as a group, and you have to trust a system that's put into play for you if you even have one in this type of situation. And you're playing against teams that have been practicing since August yes, and are together all year. And even nationally, when you get down further later on into the year – uh, that makes a big deal. Is this just round robin play, or does this lead into anything to go to nationals or anything like that? No, the NIT tournament is basically set up as a tournament slash showcase. So okay, all the games are pre-scheduled. You play, and it's basically on a point system. But really, it's more more or less about uh, getting all the college coaches in to recruit, take a look at the players from all these different teams, and. So they know exactly which rink they're going to at which time. How to much watch. of a pain is the schedule? <laughs> Oh my we got a great, we got a great uh, we got a great staff that puts a lot of that together. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's oh. We need to play this team at twelve twenty seven and thirty two seconds, and um, we need to leave. You know, because our flight's booked for eleven twenty nine. You know, I mean, oh my god! It's tough. I, I, I just God bless you. All. Yeah. Well, I don't. Yeah, I don't. No, no, your crew. I just <laughs> yeah, I would lose it. Yeah, it's it's, it's a lot of work, um, but. You're more or less you're you're doing it to try to to enhance the experience and allow these kids from all over. And you know, the last couple of years we haven't had the Canadian teams down, right? I mean, they're are they here now? Yep, yep. We'll have mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's, it's the first year of the back post post COVID. They're back. Um, How many do you have? I think we have about a dozen that are here. So, what was your numbers at last year when they couldn't be here? Was yeah, it was the, it fewer 60s or something or no? Yeah, lower 50 oh, wow. 58 and then okay. the year before that was 38. So we've been kind of steadily growing. I'd be glad um, about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's uh and actually you mentioned uh, I think the Edge School isn't that where Matt yep. went? Yeah. yeah that's where I worked they're from. Coming. Yeah. yeah, they're coming. Really? Yeah, the Edge School, Calgary Edge School for uh for girls that are playing in the tournament. So you've so. clipped off a few here. We know the Alliance is here, the uh, Phoenix team, and now the Edge School. Uh, what are the other teams of big note that should be made? Like, oh, we got to go, you know, this is a team. Let's check them out. Well, obviously, I like to promote our Minnesota teams because they're really, really highly regarded. But uh, the Chicago Mission, you know, they're always yep. they're always solid. The Mish. Yeah, I mean, good old pizza, pizza, you know, Little yeah. Caesars yeah, that we yeah, yeah, over yeah, here, yeah, yeah. and and uh, good old honey baked ham. Do they, wait, 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 wait. Do do they do they not have either the best or worst road jerseys in hockey? That's fantastic. So we, you're we, good with them. Well, we can get into the uniform. Yeah, talk. well, that's why I asked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I love things that are kind so of. So you, 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 those are that powder blue works for you. Absolutely. Well, I I grew up in Bloomington, you know. I don't know Jefferson. The old uh, PWB on the you, west side of Bloomington, but you know when they when they went Jefferson went to a little darker blue, remember when they did that? Yeah. Well, that was short-lived, wasn't it? Very. Yeah. 
Whose bright idea was that? I have no idea. I don't know if it was. I don't think it was Sats, was it? You know, he wouldn't have done that. You know, he he wouldn't care about I that. I think everything he owns is powder blue. Yeah, he wouldn't go there. No. Somebody had that bright idea that lasted about a day. Yeah. Okay. Okay, keep going. Who else? Um, you, you brought pizza, pizza, and it totally. I went. I went squirrel. <laughs> went off the <laughs> yeah, for sure. Welcome to my world. Yeah. Well, yeah, Chicago. We've got the, the Connecticut polar bears are coming. We we really have them from coast to coast. I mean, they, mm-hmm. and some of the teams that are you know they're we we tier them. So you've got uh, you know some of the high level teams you know playing in their own division. And you try to forecast it so that you want good competitive hockey games so that the kids can you know, get puck touches and show the case of their skills to the college coaches. So, you know, the Alaska All-Stars are coming, but uh, some high-profile teams, you know, you get uh, uh, Rink Hockey Academy out of Kelowna, British Columbia. They're always really oh. good. They're coming down. Um, uh, St. Mary's Flames Prep out of, uh, where are they at, Manitoba. They're coming down. So um, Notre Dame Hounds out of Saskatchewan. They're coming Play. Three or four games for each team. Four, four, four. games. So you yep. got a four-game weekend. Uh, play two on one of the days and one on the others. Right? Yeah, you go. Pretty much. Yeah, one, two, two, one, or yeah, something, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. something yeah. like that. Well, that's uh, really good stuff. Um, this is, by the way, the uh, tradition NIT. Yep. Correct. Yep. Uh, sponsoring that empowers performance as a part of it. You've got Ace Hardware, but they got a name on that, don't they? Because oh, Polici, Polici Ace thank Hardware. You, thank yep. you. And then uh, Morgan Stanley. Yeah, Morgan Stanley's a mm-hmm. team sponsor, and uh, yeah, all those. Uh, but tra- tradition uh, companies is the primary sponsor of, their, the, of the league their and the gig. tournament. It's yep. their gig. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, final question for for both of you: um, Do you need to get to dinner, Todd? Are we okay? <laughs> okay, he did, he's getting hungry. Okay, I mean, we were, well, we were talking about McDonald's. Yeah, family yeah. Yeah. Well, I heard about <laughs> twist cones, twist cone, yeah. pizza, pizza. Um, you know, in your journey, um, you probably happened, Tommy, across one of the most uh, resourceful people in hockey, in my opinion, yeah. and this guy and Chris Peterson. Um, it's been really cool to watch you two work together because I know he really cares about you and what you're doing, yeah. and he only cares about good people. And so, uh, and Vice, I can just tell it's a good thing. And so you two are sitting here for a very specific reason, that if you are in hockey and you want your players to achieve, but if the player wants to achieve, the most important part, as a parent, we're not working out. It's not our workout. No. It's theirs. It's not your workout, Tommy. It's theirs. It's their dream. And it's Mm -hmm. what you put into it. You're not putting it into it, right. Tommy. But what you are is you're providing the space and the technology and the know-how and the, the way to get to where they need to go. Exactly. I think when you find players that decide they want to do something, that's really when they can become special. Mm-hmm. But it has to be their decision. And I feel like, sadly, in today's sports, no matter what the sport is, a lot of time it's not the player's decision. And I'm just, from here... Let's just step back and let our kids make decisions, yeah. and many of them really do want to play. Right. Oh yeah. Right. A lot of them. Yep. So let them make that decision. Mm-hmm. And we right? focus on hockey. Well, you guys were talking soccer earlier, but uh, <laughs> I don't know, and baseball, and but, but multiple sports, right? Yep. I mean, yeah. You want them to be athletes. We hear about that all the time. When you look at an NHL player, do how athletic are they in terms of being able to play other sports? Yeah, I think they're very athletic. I mean, obviously, most most NHL players are are great golfers, also, right? But a lot of them, <laughs> grow, growing up, played baseball uh, or you know, or football. 
Um, I believe McDonough just in our chats this summer said he played football growing up. Um, you know, so they're they're multiple you know multi sport athletes and Do we know? yeah, it's uh, it's 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 great. I think it really helps their athleticism. It helps them. Uh, move better, be faster, you know, change direction. And, and I think it overall it will help them on the ice. Chris, throughout the Tradition Company, uh, 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 <laughs> the, the Tradition Mortgage? The website. Or? Yeah, whatever you want, just so you, you can get taken care of. Right, so, how do they get a hold of you for for their mortgages? Uh, tradition Mortgage, you know. Okay. Just Google well, it and get well, it. Well, and if you look anywhere in hockey, that's the one thing we always. If uh, you want to refinance, so they call you. Yeah, well. And refinance is going to be a little few and far between right now. But, uh, well, I, yeah. but I hear your wags. But at I'm, the end of the day, yeah. um, <laughs> what we like to promote is, uh, you know, the, uh, the the charitable giving that the, our company is, is primarily focused yep. on. And not only, you know, prime sponsor of Girls Elite League, but, you know, Dynamites Hockey and uh, United Heroes and, and all the different things that uh, the company contributes to to try to help. Um, hope kids it doesn't even have necessarily have to be hockey but yeah when it comes to tradition it's a fantastic organization to work for big supporters of hockey there's a lot of um, ex-hockey players that work there mm -hmm. amongst other fantastic people in all different realms so. it's a beacon to the community for sure yeah uh, and it's been really good stuff. Tommy, thanks for joining us yeah, here today. Thank that was you. a blast. Yeah, that was awesome. We'll have you two on again. We'll break it down mid-season. Sounds great. We'll, we'll go it. through the trends, the streaks. We'll see if the Wild are 0-50. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how is, Dum how is Dumba right now? Have you talked to him? Yeah, I've talked to him a little What's bit. What's his take? Is, how is he feeling? He feels good. I mean, it's. Uh, I haven't really talked to him about how you know the locker room is and that kind of dynamic. As... Is he bitching about the forwards? or? No, no, okay. no. I, I mean, it, his body feels good. Like Tyson Jost was in. And the other day doing some recovery stuff as well you know he's he says he feels great um so i mean obviously that's physically you know i don't know it's, it's different when you're at the rink and you're 0-3 and, and whatever i know they're going to snap out of it though i mean they play hard they they all they looked good last game um just probably just weren't getting the bounces you guys may have watched a little closer than me i was playing <laughs> floor hockey with my two and a half yeah, year old it was probably more entertaining than I watched. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know I, I think every team goes through uh goes through a tough spurt and maybe there's just early on and then they're gonna they'll roll a little bit frederick so. Couture said the same thing he said you know every team goes through it we just have to be going through it right now yeah well what i would say is don't go through it again yeah you know well, because yeah. you got limit that right well on your first four at home and, and you know yeah well it's yeah. almost looked like they forgot how to play well they went, went in a six weird and way one in the preseason didn't it was a well, six and one you guys weren't here for that part but what i had said is is that it was almost like a glorified four and four no check beauty league you know yeah. and you could fly around and beat everybody five one and go god are we good we're good in the d zone we're smooth yeah. man and they had jesper volstead in goal hmm. oh well on that note, we're going to bid you adieu from yeah. the Meta Butte Sports League. I'm Pete <laughs> Wagner. So long, everybody.